2: Sport city, sport city, Shep, Shep. Sport city, sport city, chef, Shep. Sport city, sport city, Shep, Shep. Sport city, sport city, Yes, we got a brand new president. Joe Biden, we riding. I pray you haven't seen. Word from the wise, my people stay ahead. Of. Come on. I've been relevant, tryna survive the elements. It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it. Case goes from cold, to hot state. the kid. Uh. Uh, 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 uh. Yo, Sports City
3: family, what's happening? The villain is in the building. Sports City Chefs, we got the Callers cookout, the villain versus timeless, where good always wins. The call-in number is always nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine.
2: 477 With you for the next, eh, maybe an hour and a half. We got a lot
3: to talk about, so we might go into a little overtime here today um our show obviously brought to you by phiapparel.co i uh, get to their website phiapparel.co and uh, purchase your philadelphia gear support your philadelphia team the eagles uh the phillies uh the sixers or the flyers what have you uh use the promo code chefs for 15 percent off your order make sure you mention the chefs when you go there to get a nice deal on some good merchandise But I don't do this alone. Every good hero needs a villain. Every villain needs a hero. I have the best hero in the world, the the head honcho himself. Mr.
4: TP Timeless. TP
3: Timeless. What's going on, baby?
4: I took off this blazer, loosened up the tie, stepped outside the kitchen. Timeless is alive. The grill is lit. We about to get this thing rolling. We in the middle of the month of September, everybody. I'm feeling some type of way. Week two is amongst us. There's a lot of rankings moving. There's so much stuff going on in this sport world. Like I told you, the bird months are here. This is sport Christmas, and I'm ready to open some of these gifts. I'm ready to throw a lot of this stuff on the grill. I hope everything's all right in the the Jordan Association or the Jordan Foundation, however we put it together. But I hope everybody all right out there in the World Wide Web as well.
3: Yeah, you know, listen, um, you know, rough, rough couple of days uh had a a death in the family but you know we we striving we moving on so um but you know listen everything everything is uh everything is everything man we doing good out here uh good to hear your voice i uh, got a couple other chefs i want to bring in before uh we get cooking here uh, from the the 315 i'm pretty sure this is a friend of the program Chandler. Chandler, what's going on
0: not much man sorry to hear this joe uh, you lost some money man my condolences
3: Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, brother. Um, my great aunt uh, lived a long, full life, bro, um, you know, but, you know, God, God called her home, so, you know, we got to, you know, celebrate her life and, and, and all that good stuff. You know how it is, but
0: um, good to hear you, channel. Yeah, make sure you got uh, the recipes. <laughs> make sure you got the recipe.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't think I'm doing the repass here, but, uh, you know, I definitely got to, listen, my aunt makes some, banging mac and cheese so I, I hope she i hope she she's on the grill and, and cooking up so it'll be you know just celebrate man just celebrate but uh um, good to hear you um and then from the 615 we got another friend of the program another chef mr harvey in the building calling from the no what's up mr harvey what's up my uh, sports
5: city chefs family man how you guys doing and much uh, love and respect to T.P. Without you, I wouldn't be here, man. And you, Villain, man, uh, respect as well. Uh, sorry for your loss in your family, man. It's times like this at all times, man, and we just got to remember those good times and uh, make sure we uh, reach out to the ones we love while we got them, man, and make sure they know how we feel, you know what I mean? So uh, prayers out to your family as y'all go through this uh processing anyone like I mean man it, it, it sucks but we all dealt with boss recently and, and all going to continue to I mean that's one thing that comes with time you know one of the two guaranteed things in life so uh, yeah man peace and uh, love to your family as, as you guys work through that uh, but man I'm excited we this was one of the most exciting college football week twos that we've had in a long time put some respect on the sun's <laughs> up uh, and then, uh, and then week one's exciting in the NFL. Week two coming up, and we're gonna kick it off with a bang too, with Chiefs and Chargers on Thursday night. Uh, that's gonna be very exciting, and, and you know those those two teams. It should be a, a very very entertaining Thursday night game. You know, a lot of times Thursday night games tend to be sloppy and whatever, but uh, we should have an exciting when we kick off week two. So
2: uh, I'm
5: excited to see what how we're gonna serve, we're gonna serve up
3: tonight, man. Thanks for having me. See, now I, I understand. Thank you for the condolences. But I understand why TP don't like people in his pot because Mike over here trying to serve the people and I'm over here with the spatula trying to slap his hand out of the pot. You learning. Kidding, but,
4: now you um, learning. But... Now you learning.
3: You learning. You <laughs> learning,
1: man. <laughs> you learning. See, you that's know why you, don't, like you this. don't. Yo, you know, this, this, this is how you
4: do it. Wait, wait, Barry. This is how you're doing. you do it. You got to ask them how they feel and that's it. Don't let them go no further than that. The best one out of everybody is Chandler because you know Chandler. Chandler acts like he got a gun in his hand, like yo, I'm alright, yo, you just did your condolences, that's it. <laughs> and then and you gotta keep on rolling. Don't don't keep feeding them, but you be up here like, yeah, I got some porridge, I got some chicken noodle soup, and a soda on the side. They like, yeah, I love it, I love it, What this one? Reba, 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 and it's like we here, like we in trouble. So see, you gotta calm people down, man. But you. You, know, you know, it's good old home cooking.
1: I, I, I can't get mad
4: at he it. He I can't. I can't. He did a full All, he show did. Too. All he did was hit you with that. i wait
3: for the whole show just so I can hear that. i wait the whole show just so I can hear that. I almost got it. I almost I got it. I almost got it. I'm going to get it right one day, and I'm going to surprise Mr. Harvey with that. I'm going to hit him with it too. But uh, it's good to hear everybody, man. Um Listen, I definitely want to get into a little bit of a recap of college football because that was a fun weekend, like Mike said, and then we'll talk some NFL, of course, Um, week one, you know, recaps, injuries, all that good stuff. I want to start with the uh, NBA because news came down about, um, you know, the Suns owner, um, you know, it's like the more you hear, you you know, I don't, I don't. know. Listen, we'll get it. Let's just get let's get crack into it. So Robert uh, Solver, uh, owner of the the Suns and of the Mercury in the WNBA, got hit with I think it was a year suspension and a ten million dollar fine uh, after an investigation led into um, findings of um, what they want to say allegations of workplace abuse um, using some, you know, colorful language to be, you know, to be <laughs> a PC, but, um, he, the suspension was led by an independent, um, group that did the same investigation on, um, the previous, uh, Clippers owner, um, who I will not, I won't say his name, right? I just don't want to say his name, but, um, they only they came with a lighter punishment. He got his team ripped away from him on a lifetime ban. Uh, Solver got a year suspension and a fine. PP, I definitely want to get your temperature on this. A lot of people on different sides of the fence, do you think the suspension was fair uh, or the ruling, not even the suspension, but the ruling that came down against him, do you think that was fair and just, and, and where do you see this going?
4: Well, so in the words of uh, Ms. Vera Walker, in my favorite movie of all time, *Harlem Nights*. He said, "Oh, you want to hit people with garbage cans?" Well, now I got to cut you. So, this this is the crazy part, right? He like, because Barry came on swinging with this topic, cause I'm like, NBA, I'm like, it's so much stuff going on in the NBA. But now he brought this topic out, and it's like, whoa, Nelly, do I got a lot of stuff to talk about? So. You said colorful words. He said a racial slur. I don't know if that's colorful. Like that's different, right? Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. hear more of what's come out about this. <laughs> he did a lot of he did a lot of things that people like us, normal civilians or employees, would have lost their jobs, been probably facing a lawsuit, probably could be arrested, things mm-hmm. of that nature. They said there was somebody a part of the son's faculty that was like a massage therapist or something that had to do with it, he literally was getting the massage, but I guess he was standing in front of individuals, a part of the organization, not only dropped his pants, but he dropped his underwear, too, on purpose to, like, let people know, like, what time it was, like, what type of power he has. And knowing that he's an owner, knowing that he's a billionaire or probably close to it, I think he probably is a billionaire, is that he has power to do this type of stuff where he really feels like He's lawless. You can't stop him. It's his his facility. It's his organization. It's his money that he spent, so on and so forth. But now, like, at this point in time, I have to look at it like it's a different day and age where people have voices. You know, in some situations, it's like that day and age of voices. It hurts people, and it's kind of questionable. But this one is like you're in an area already in a part of the country that, you know, is questionable, like in Arizona. Like, Arizona has a lot of... I don't want to say history. Well, I could say history, but like has baggage yeah. behind it with issues like this. So having a guy like this in front of a team where <clears throat> I want to be nice with the number, probably 73% of his team is African-American or minority descent. I feel like I'm being nice with the number. So you're saying words. I don't, I don't want to call it colorful. I don't want to say slurs. I'm just, just words that are ridiculously used at this point in time, Where they actually warned you he's been doing this since, 2004. So he's been doing this for 18 years. Y'all took away Sterling's team because Sterling actually said something about magic and kind of gotten to his little ways of his slurs too, but this is the good old boys club anyway. It has to stop. At the end of the day, I don't feel like one year is enough. $10 million to a billionaire, that's a laugher. You just took $10 out of his pocket. Like He could put a, a, a burger out in the next suit out there in the in the concession stand and they probably make that back for him. So I don't it's just it's just interesting how they try to keep these people you know well knit together unless it's something really catastrophic like what Sterling did, but I think he'll be just fine by the year 2023 2024 right back into the seat of things, but to me with everything that I've heard about it cuz all I really heard was the the slurs that he used, but then I heard other things that he did. I think he may be on the verge of losing that job. He may be. We'll
3: see. I mean, I, I don't. I, I heard Adam Silver came out today and and kind of defended um, the the ruling that came down, basically saying he didn't have, um, you know, he didn't have. What, what, what would you say? Like there was no precedent, not precedent, but they didn't have the right to to take the team from, or, 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 kind of paraphrasing, don't don't quote me on it. But, um, you know, there's two sides to the coin. Um, you know, there's players coming out that have definitely said that they got this decision wrong. Silver said he didn't think he had the right to take it away. Um, I, you know, you could go both ways on this. Chandler, I'd love to get your opinion on the ruling that came down, <coughs> excuse me, on Robert Solver uh, investigation where he got a suspension in the fine.
0: I'm trying to see where anybody can say you can go both ways on this at all. This man has destroyed people's lives. It's way more than just him calling people niggas and and, and, and groping women. Okay, way more than for years. He's ruined people's careers. She's gotten people blackballed. Uh, there's a young lady whose name I'm not going to mention. She used to be a sports journalist. Had to leave her profession because of things she did Tried to do to her, and when she spoke up, okay, he literally destroyed this young woman's career as journalism. Okay, there's no, both, there's no both sides of this. There's no well. You got I gotta know, no, no. You're a racist, misogynist, sexual predator. You were sitting, you were running around showing people pictures of your wife with nothing on, saying, "Hey, you want to hate that?" What are they supposed to say to that? These are your employees.
1: You mm.
0: we were doing this in conference rooms and board meetings with people who work for you who were afraid to say no because they know what you've done to other people's careers. There are people who left that organization who cannot get jobs in the NBA. Qualified people, mind you, because they decided to say, no, this is wrong. So I don't want to hear from uh, Adam Silver. So let me get this straight. You had the right to take the franchise from Sterling, who nobody liked. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, who has been being a racist prick for decades before that stuff. That was the least thing he did, by the way, Sterling. That was the least thing he did. But y'all didn't like him, so you took his team. But you don't want to take Sarver's team. Because why? Because there's more stuff to come out that you don't want to come out. And if you try to take his team, he's going to spill all the tea. So, that's it. They're a bunch of cowards. And every single pla- player on that team who doesn't speak up, and if they go to send him, i got nothing for the players. And Chris Paul, where's the NFLPA? Uh, or rather, the NBAPA. Now, I don't want to hear Chris Palmer, so I support women, and oh, the NWA, and yes, women's rights, and, li- and I ain't hurt, and you run around here with crickets. 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 See, this is the performative nonsense that I hate, because these same dudes run around talking, yeah, we got to make a better world." Ain't got nothing to say that. Where are all these kids running around with orange hoodies? Where are they? All you do is run around with the R20s in the NBA, and run around doing all these PSAs, where are you? So, no, it's not enough. And the fact that this is going to be glossed over in about, let's see, when does training camp start for the NBA? Two weeks or so? Right. A month, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a We've got month. some games okay. that happen on in the 30th. Two.
4: Some games happen on September 30th, like preseason starts on the 30th. Yeah, so, in a, a week –
0: the conversation is going to be uh, Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. And ain't nobody going to be saying nothing about this.
3: You know what? And and when I say there's both sides to it, I don't mean like, you know, like kind of like the Trump line, like both sides. But there's, there's people that have come out against um, and, and made the allegations against them, and there's people – that have defended that they haven't seen that kind of behavior from him, and, I, and and I can only, I don't know this guy. I don't know his track record. I know Sterling had a track record, but I was waiting for somebody to say it, and Chandler hit it on the head. He threatened to talk. That's why it's going away because he threatened to talk. Oh, you think you're going to get me? Like he kind of like like uh, Denzel in, in in Training Day. Oh, you think you could do this to me? He's like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get all of you that that's basically what's starting to happen so they wanted this to go away quietly i got my opinions about about all this but i definitely want to get everybody's but i totally mock staff with you guys right now but mr harvey let me let me get your your two cents on this and then um and then we can uh either move on or keep going whatever you guys want to do let me hear your opinion mike <clears throat> i mean i'll be honest with you um i knew
5: there was an investigation i heard some of the things that were supposedly said I have not delved as deeply into this. There are some disturbing behavioral patterns. Um I will say that I will say that there's there should be uh no room for racism and it should not be acceptable. Um, in any area of the world to be honest with you. Unfortunately, it is there. Uh there are people that still uh for reasons unknown still kind of carry that that banner so to speak um but i, I think that it should be it should put, be pushed out of any organization um it doesn't matter whether we're talking about sports or anything else but uh anywhere that claims to have any sense of integrity or morals at all then uh you need to you need to trim that fat off uh that that's all i'm saying i i don't know that I don't know that a year is enough. I don't know that he's getting uh, what he deserves, but I also don't know if this is the last of the last. Is he still back in his place in a year? Is there going to be enough public outcry at any point by anybody where the league's like, you know what, we just got to find a new owner and maybe put this to bed. So um, I, I think you'll be seeing uh, some reactions for this for a while, mostly on the side of, It's not enough. It's not fair. Um, So, but, uh, you know, I I think we'll see. Unfortunately, I, I think that Chandler also hit on something else when he mentioned, look at the timing of this. It's coming out about two and a half weeks before there are some preseason games starting and we're reporting about people coming to camp and what teams are looking like. This is the best case scenario for this man, as far as like he's lucky he didn't get the sterling treatment up front um but for the for it to come out at this time, this is probably the best case scenario for him, in that it it is going to be uh you know pushed back if you will to uh latter pages of the news like as as training camp and everything opens and things unfold so um you know he may he may go through it I just uh I hope that I hope that if he is allowed to stay in place, that we'll see some changes and some things for the better um but you know like my angelo said, first time somebody shows you who they are, believe we'll them, and this is something that this guy's been showing since you know back as far back as two thousand four or whatever, so um it's hard to change the stripes uh, uh by this point.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, the problem is when you set a precedent like you did with with I don't even mean, want to say anything with Donald Sterling, and you 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 make an example out of him. There's nowhere else to go but staying on that plane. You can't have the almost not the identical, but you're in the same vein of allegations. The only difference is that was. There was evidence. There was videotape or vi- recorded evidence of Donald Sterling, you know, using that language. There's not enough of that with with Sarva. That's about it. But you've set that precedent. So now, when you backtrack and come up with a lighter, it doesn't matter if it was a lifetime ban or you know, a lifetime minus one. Whenever you come lighter than that first ba- that first ruling, it looks weak. It looks soft. And 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 you know what? We all know that racism ain't dead. It, it's around. These people that are in charge, they have old money. They have old mentalities, old ways of thinking. We know that. We know it. We know it. it and you know what? Is it a prerequisite for, to not have a job? I don't know. But you know what? As a society, we're saying, you know, enough's enough. And and I think the bigger problem is there ain't enough people like us in the NBA There's only one minority owner that I know of, and that's Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, there's not enough of us. And and you know what? 75% of the league is black, but except for these owners that that won't give up their team, you know, and and clearly won't give up their ways, that's where the change's got to start. And it's just... It's it's disappointing. I felt like they had an opportunity to, to say enough's enough, and they just kind of backtracked off of what they did with Sterling. I felt like they were pressured to take the team away from Sterling because of the public outcry, and there was no pressure to do it here, and and they and they caved into it. That, that's how I feel about it. But um, I don't know if anybody else has anything to add, or we can we can move on to another dish. But you know,
0: we can keep whatever I'm, you I'm say. One to last thing. <clears throat> I just say one last thing. Um, The reason that there is not as much outcry is because the bigger part of this story is the sexual misconduct, harassment, rape. Mm -hmm. For lack, let's just call it what it was. Okay, rape ain't always about penetration. Okay, Um, Mm -hmm. and nobody cares when women are assaulted anymore. Nobody cares. When women are sexually harassed at work. People don't care. They don't. They say they do. But they don't. And you know how you know what the proof is? Daniel Snyder, Robert Sarre, on mm-hmm. and on and on and on and on. On what? and on and on. Steve Phillips. Brian Cashman, Oh. Uh Rick Latino, who continues to get jobs. People don't care if you misuse and abuse women. They don't care, and that's why this isn't going to have the outcry. It's because they don't care.
3: But they, but they want their money. <laughs> you know, they want women to come to the stadium, buy their jerseys, watch their products. But you know, as a society, it, they, you know, you know, like Mike said, they show you who you are. Believe them. They, I don't see any, any way around it. You know, maybe you know they they're caring is public perception it, it, it's that's it. it it's sad it's really sad and i i you know you you would hope that there would be change but in our lifetime maybe there won't be i, I don't know maybe it's for the next generation. maybe it's more for my kids to change maybe it's for my kids kids to change you know what i mean I, I i don't know what to tell you it's it's sad it's it's really sad that they had an opportunity to keep pushing and keep keep just keep going forward instead of taking one step forward and two steps back. And I feel like they with this ruling they took two steps back. They put us right back where we started. Because like you said, Daniel Snyder, all these other guys just they don't get their teams taken away. They don't you know what I mean? We don't there's no precedent to say we don't want you to be a, a viable part of our society anymore with the way you act. No, we're just gonna slap you on the wrist and let you go about your business and business as usual you can still collect the check you know what i mean i it's
4: frustrating i mean tp anything you want to add bro no we can keep on moving man i know this is something that we can carry for the rest of the show because um racism mm-hmm. is something i don't take too lightly let alone these people are around people of color or minorities of that nature and still looking like you want to be in control of everything, you know, and um, that's not what it is right now. And um, exactly what Chandler said, Chris Paul, you you are the president of the Players Association. Do something. Don't sit there and just be like, oh, he's cutting the check. I'm going to wait until they see and storm out. You need to do something. You got the power to do it. You got a whole league that's sitting behind you. Say something. otherwise, just like Chandler said, you're a coward. I mean, they threatened to
3: to, to sit out if Sterling was still in charge of the of the, the clippers. You know what? Threaten to sit out again. If you really if if you really about, if you're really about it. Threaten to sit out. Make put force their hand. Make make them say that, you know what, this isn't right and we won't play it we won't collect the check and, and be quiet. That's basically what you're gonna do if you if you don't do anything about it. Call in number as always, nine two nine, four seven seven, two seven five nine. Okay, let's just uh, ourselves into a better State of mind, um, PP, We had a great week at college football. Like Mike uh, cooked up, you know, the the food was still. I wasn't quite done with it. I, was, I you know, I was about to take it out of the pan and plate it for everybody to eat. He took it out early, but I had it ready. And and NCAA football. After we talked about everything, we talked about. And the week one, week two came, and we had some really good games uh, that came uh, came about. Alabama almost um, being upset uh, against Texas. Uh, Everybody thought Texas didn't stand a chance. They put in a really good fight, and Alabama lost a a tick in their rankings because of it, um, escaping with a one point victory. But um, you had that game. You had a a really good game that uh, excuse me that happened. Uh, as far as Appalachians, Texas, you had uh, Notre Dame losing their their second game, now completely out of the rankings, losing to Marshall. Um, BYU upsetting Baylor in double overtime. You had some upsets. You had some solid games, some solid performances from um, USC beating Stanford in their building. PP, we could go through all the games, but, I mean, what stood out from you in week two of the college football season?
4: Um, Alabama, Alabama, barely beating Texas. Texas has been garbage for the past five years. And Sarkeesian may know what Saban's doing over there in Tuscaloosa, but so does Saban know what Sarkeesian is up to. And that offense looked putrid compared to all of the stuff that they're putting behind Bryce at this point in time. So, um, hopefully Bryce has a better season than what he did in Texas. Right now, that moved Texas to number two in the nation, and they're still unbeaten. And um, I, I really feel like with the loss of Jamison Williams and Michi, uh they don't really have those star receivers on the outside to help them extend the field, or by any means. So um, I think Alabama shocked me the most because I really feel like, yeah, the spread was real high. I think the spread was set at like twenty and a half. That was pretty high, like but that, like yeah. for them to be for that to be a one point game, like. That's incredible that that's how that fell. And, oh, 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 I got one devious one, real devious. I'm I'm being bad, y'all. So I'm bringing the lighter fluid. <laughs> Scott Frost is how I yeah, look at we talked about Steve Nash. About back, or back, or back, 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 back. So so this is how I look at Steve Nash. Steve Nash, I don't feel like he should have gotten a job in Brooklyn. This is the same way I feel about Scott Frost in Nebraska. Yes, he did a good job in UCF. I feel like he should have been able to build on that. But his name was so big in college football in general is that they brought him back home to a a university, which he's an alum. And they've been struggling for so long that they thought that he could turn it around. Well, not only he couldn't turn it around, he's losing games to Georgia Southern that they fired him immediately. And this is the bad part about that. When they lost to Georgia Southern this weekend, I had got a notification from CBS Sports This wasn't like a a regular talking head or bleacher report. CBS Sports said that if he gets in that locker room, he better start packing today. The next day he was fired. So I think Nebraska has had it with not only just like coaches coming in there and not doing nothing, but also having somebody that has a quote-unquote big name and big name within the school and just not accepting it no more. Like they, they had enough from where Nebraska used to be a powerhouse, and for them to lose a game of that, multitude with the game on the line, and then they gave up the score to lose the game. Um Just just watching the faces. Like, of course, Wu-Tang made a song called Triumph when he said, you guys said, the thrill of victory, the agony defeat. And when you looked at every face in Omaha, Nebraska, like with that camera going around, everybody, they weren't even just mad or disappointed. You talk about, like, upset and didn't want to leave the stadium. Nobody moved. They lost. The game was over. They still were sitting there looking at the field like something needs to happen now. Like, they were not going to leave that building until they felt like something was going to happen. I guarantee they got to an AD or the dean or somebody to get Scott Frost out of there. I don't know if Scott Frost will get another – I'm pretty sure he probably will, but he, it won't be a school of the caliber in Nebraska. But um, that was incredible, the way that they did this after three games played.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, when I saw he got canned, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I mean, there's no way he he should be allowed back in the state of Nebraska. I don't know where Nebraska goes from here. Um, they brought in, a, like you said, a, 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 a cult hero, former what Heisman Trophy winner, Frost was, and couldn't kind of get done. I mean, there's a <laughs> – it was just a lot of upsets. Florida, you know, you can go down the line. Florida, Pitt, uh, Wisconsin, uh Houston losing. I thought Texas Tech was going to win that game. Houston has some injuries, but I like Texas Tech in that game. That's one of the few games that I parlayed that I won. I didn't win my parlays because, uh, you know, guys didn't cover the spread. But, Chandler, I mean, NCAA football, college football, week two, what surprised you the most?
0: That people are shocked that Notre Dame is struggling. Um, the head coaches <laughs> haven't been head coaches in level at all. Um, and it's going to take him a minute to change the culture from Brian Kelly, uh, get his players in there, get his recruiting class in there. It takes a couple of seasons. So why, you know, it's funny, and maybe because it's it's, it's, it's the fact that he's got a tan, but um, other coaches have struggled in their first coaching job in their first couple of games. And there's no human cry And major institutions, mind you. And they've gotten job after job after job. After job. Um, uh, hold on, uh, uh. so why no. So, why are you shocked that a young head coach who's never coached before is struggling to get get his team to finish games? They're in the game, but they can't finish. Oh. Uh. That goes right along with the thing. Uh, Scott Forrest think it's funny because me and Ty talked about that. Then, like, I think it was like an hour or two later, I saw the notification they had fired him. Um. I think he will resurface as some mid-major and do well. Um, Yeah. But they need to go outside the box. They need to go outside the family. They need to either get somebody in the NFL uh, uh, assistant or somebody in the NFL who has been passed over, passed over, passed over for jobs to come in and basically establish a culture, establish a new culture of playing. Or they need to get somebody, some young coordinator, and let them rebuild that thing from scratch. Like I said before. Forget that the 80s and 90s happened, okay? I'm not talk about it no more. You're starting from here. But uh, the Texas thing, listen, I'm not impressed. I think Alabama just took them lightly, which is why the game was so close. So I think players looked at them like, yeah, and they like Sark because he's a likable guy. So, you know. But the fact that so many of these teams that we consider to not be uh, great universities or major teams are able to compete now because of the transfer window, NIL. It has leveled the playing field, people. The playing field is now level. You can get somebody now that would have went to a a bigger school before, you know what I'm saying, between the transfer window, NIL, because they get playing time, and everybody's on TV now. Everybody's on TV. Every conference has a TV contract. So you're going to get the job. But that, to me, is the biggest thing I took away from this weekend, is that, yeah, the haves have are always going to be haves and have-nots, but the have-nots are getting closer to, being, to, to having rather than just being have-nots.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You don't have uh, to go to Alabama to get drafted. You know what I mean? You don't have to go to Alabama to be on TV, to your point. You can get your money at Georgia State if <laughs> <laughs> you, you you do it right. So, um, yeah, I think I I kind of agree. I think Alabama did take them lightly, and I, I it was not funny, but it was interesting to see Staben right after the game kind of light up one of his players to, that you know was kind of gloating and, and showed no class, and like you you barely got out of here with a win. You better fix it, you know. I mean? You fix your your tone. So I'm not surprised there, but uh, yeah, the, the playing field is level. I think it it, it Alabama is still Alabama, Georgia is still Georgia, and Ohio State is still Ohio State. But these teams that are under them. You know, they, there's a lot of shakeup that can happen underneath these three teams, Mister Harvey. I'd love to get your opinion on college football since um, we, we brought it up. And, and what do you? What were your takeaways? What su- surprised you? What happened in week two? So,
5: a few things with respect to the Sun Belt:
3: <laughs> Georgia Southern,
5: like Appalachian and Marshall all getting victories. Uh, Georgia Southern coming very close. I mean, uh, Georgia State coming very close as well. And uh, Against North Carolina And listen I almost got another one Because Appalachia State Almost got North Carolina Uh, I believe it was In week one So uh, Respect to the Sun Belt Uh, Second of all Shout out to Mickey Joseph Former LSU assistant First black Black coach In Nebraska history I know it's an interim job Right now But shout out to him I'm glad to see him uh, Having a chance To be on that sideline now Uh, Another black man In the head coaching position So uh, up for that. I think that Nebraska is in a very, very, very tough situation, though, uh, regardless of who you get to come in. You don't see those Tom Osborne teams on New Year's Day uh, being in the national championship discussion. They're not even in the Big 12 anymore with the schools around them. You put them in the Big 10. You're already at best, especially now, considering where other programs are. And what they uh, have been able to accomplish over the last several years, you are at best like your peak right now would be the fifth best program coming into that conference. Maybe six, because they haven't been able to be Iowa in years either. So, uh, but I don't care who you get to come in there. They ain't surpassing Ohio State in the next five years. I don't care, right? Um, and Michigan, If Michigan State, what what they're done the, in and the culture that they've uh uh that they've had there. Uh I mean Penn State is, is winning again. So uh that's a tough nut to crack. And then we haven't even mentioned the Iowa's Illinois and all the you know, all the other schools in that conflict. So uh that's a tough school to win at and that's not nearly uh not only because of their conference, but because of their location and what's around there and everything else. Uh, that's not nearly the caliber of job that it would have been twenty years ago. Right? Like, it's not even close. Uh so that's mm-hmm. a tough hill to climb for anybody. Um, and then once again, my last shout out to the Sunbelt because that might be the next coach uh conference that Scott Frost coaches in. Uh, either Sunbelt Mac <laughs> or uh Conference USA if he wants to coach again. Maybe the American Athletic Conference again. Uh, I will see what happens there. Uh, I will say this, though. Um, I'm going to go to Marcus Freeman for a second. 0-2 oh, a tough start. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected him to win the first game. Losing at home to Marshall is not a good look for any coach. And so I think any Notre Dame coach would have, there would be some talk at this point after losing the home to Marshall. Uh, you know, he's 0-2 for this year. He, he lost the bowl game, too. So he's the, and he, you also take into consideration that he is the first, and part of it's because of the schedule. Uh, I understand that, but he is the first coach in the history of Notre Dame football to start 0-3. Now, we could say it's an indictment or whatever. Some people might try to make the argument. That He hadn't been a head coach at many levels, so maybe he's not ready for that big time of a job yet because he hadn't coached his way Mm -hmm. up the ladder as far as a head coach goes. He was just a defensive coordinator that got hired by Notre Dame two years ago. Uh, LSU interviewed him. He got offered the LSU job, and he decided to go to Notre Dame. That's when LSU brought in Bo Pelini a couple years ago. So he stuck around. Uh, he took the Notre Dame job. I think he went there from. I want to say maybe he was the defensive coordinator at Cincinnati uh, when he first went to to Notre Dame. So, uh, however, I, I do think that that patience is a virtue. I think that he is recruiting the right way. He's getting the talent. I do think it's going to take some time. They got to be patient with him. Uh, Notre Dame plays a schedule that is conducive to them winning nine or 10 games this year. The only really great challenge that I see on their schedule left is USC, but they may play Clemson again this year too. I've got to double check it. <laughs> I think they play Clemson too, yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a couple of challenges there and, and next year too, but you also take, you have to also account for the fact that he lost his starting quarterback uh, for the year now as well uh, in this last game. So, Uh, That is going to make for a challenge, but I think that's also going to give him a little bit of a pass um, as this season unfolds. So, you know, you guys touched on Alabama, I saw some vulnerability there. We'll see uh, if this is a game that other people can look at and plan against Alabama and maybe be able to exploit them and get a win over them this year. Or if this is the game that Saban uses as the wake-up game, which sometimes happens during losses for them and really wakes him up. So I'm curious to see what that uh, looks like. I'm also curious to see Georgia as they continue to step up in competition. And I've been telling y'all for years, bro. I've been telling anytime anybody will listen to me, Jimbo is not that guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Appalachian to like to State, just, just beat him. Uh, I'm excited for uh and Miami this weekend. I almost wonder if that's uh, worse for Miami that A&M's coming off a loss versus if they were able to take care of business against Appalachian State this past weekend. But uh, watch what I tell you. He may he may beat Auburn or Alabama. He could beat them both again. But if he does, he's still going to drop some other games uh, in that division. Um, I didn't think Pitt was as, as big of an upset as others might have thought it was on the road. But Tennessee played them really close last year and uh, Tennessee's offense has really, really uh, gotten better in the last year, a lot better, and their defense is a little bit better than it was a year ago. So I'm not surprised to see uh, Tennessee get that win. I thought it was a good football game, though. And I think that right now I'll be curious to see as the season unfolds because we're going to see some matchups. In a couple weeks we're going to get Alabama and Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is going to be in that conversation as the third-best team in the Southeastern Conference. Um, that quietly, I mean, he was a defensive line coach at Georgia, but that quietly was a very good hire. An alumni, a guy that really understands the state of Arkansas can really rally guys around him. Sam Pittman is a uh, quiet, but very, very solid um, hire for Arkansas. When you hear him talk, he definitely has a bit of a, of a country accent, but he, he just kind of seems like a, he he just kind of seems like one of those guys that people want to play for. So, um, I'm curious to see, you know, what kind of season the Razorbacks uh, can have this year. The other thing was Kentucky and Florida. You know, I said this the other day, Kentucky hadn't, uh, Kentucky hadn't beaten Florida in 35 years until five years ago. Now they've won three out of the last five. Uh, that's another coach who's really low-key, done a really good job in the SEC, Mark Stoops, multiple 10-win seasons in Lexington. You know, they had that little uh, tiff, uh, on social media when Calipari called it a basketball school and Stoops kind of fired back and said, uh, sir, we've been having some success on the gridiron uh, the last few years. I think that Anthony Richardson is a guy that everybody talked about maybe being a dark horse Heisman contender. Uh, After week one, he kind of came back down to earth with a low completion percentage, not very much rushing yards and a couple of interceptions against Kentucky. I don't think that he's as great as he looked in week one. I think that he could get to a point where he can maintain something like that, but you still got to get experience. Dan Mullen didn't play him enough last year. He kept playing Emory Jones, who's now at Arizona state. Um, So I don't think he's as bad as he was this past Saturday night, but I don't, you know, he's not yet to a point where he can put together games that are as good as the one that he played the week before against Utah either. So, uh, People say no matter what the talent is, you know, a lot of people were saying with Anthony Richardson, he's for sure coming out this year because he's going to be draft eligible. And he might, he might make enough improvements over the course of this next year. But we've all seen it at that next level where talent alone doesn't always uh, equate to success. So uh, you definitely have to continue to develop. And sometimes there's no better uh, teacher for that than experience. So, uh, you know, watch Anthony Richardson over the next uh, few weeks at Florida and see what we uh, what we get out of him. And then, listen, uh, the performance from Miami it's it's good for college football uh, for the U to be good. Um, and then, I'm I'm still waiting to see Clemson step up in competition and see what uh, what their quarterback has to offer again in tough games. You know they. You know, right up said this past week that they don't need him to be great, but they need him to play consistently like he did this past weekend. Well, you played Furman, bro. Like, <laughs> you're supposed to be okay uh, in a game like that. So we'll see uh, as the talent level jumps up. And then the mad scientist Mike Leach at Mississippi State getting the win on the road, uh, playing LSU this weekend. A lot of the talk about uh, LSU leading up to this year, and even early on, is their weakness is a secondary where you're about to play a coach that, that likes to throw that thing. So, uh, Will Rogers will probably throw it 50 times. So, they're definitely going to get a big test uh, this weekend in the Bayou.
3: Yeah, Mike didn't leave any meat on the bone for anybody else to eat. He went through pretty much everything, uh, college football, if anybody had anything to to add to it. No, I'm just kidding, but no, Mike, Mike definitely went. You hit me last, man. Listen, my listen, bad, bro. I, <laughs> I know I had to because I knew you were going to go in, and I knew you were going to talk and talk and talk and not let me eat because I'm still hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. But, no, nah, um, listen, I like Arkansas. I, I think they're I think they're legit. I think they're a good team. I kind of agree with, with the U. It, I mean, he knows I'm not, you know, I just I, it's a love-hate relationship here. But when the U is good, it is good for college football, I, you know. Not as a whole, but it's fun to see the U kind of get some jobs. Hopefully they can back it up with some quality wins now. Uh, I think they have a they have a tough one coming up. TP, who do they play this week? They have a good – I think they play at 9 o'clock this coming week. Who, who do they play?
4: I'd have to look at their schedule. I don't, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but um, it's ah, interesting that A&M. they're off to Texas a good start A&M. in the division. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M. So that'll be a good one. Okay.
3: That's gonna be a good one. I oh, think, you're talking about think, my oh, listen, Miami Okay, okay, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hurricane. It. I think that's another okay. L. I think that's another L for uh, Texas. I kind of agree with my. I didn't like what I saw from from Texas in the, in that Appalachian State game. Um, not at all. I think Miami. I think I think Miami can blitz them. Um, you know, even if they got to go to Texas, I think they can blitz them. So I, I'm definitely intrigued by that game. I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. But I mean, I, listen. Uh, everybody's, you know, going to claim to Alabama, not, you know, squeaking by with a victory. But, you know, I'm looking down the line. I'm telling you, man, I, Tennessee was not a surprise to me. Um, I thought they had, they could score with a lot of teams. I think their offense, they, they go up and down the field. I liked Arkansas, like I said. Uh, Kentucky didn't surprise me, even though I did pick I think the line was like, I think it was pretty close. I want to say it was one, or um, one and a half, but, you know, I thought, I thought I thought Florida could steal that game, but I'm not surprised Kentucky won that game. Um, they got a they got a good thing going down there. So a lot of good happening. Um, we got some good games like like I said coming up this week. Um, you know Miami uh, uh, excuse me, Miami Texas A and M is, is a good game. Uh, Georgia South Carolina might be a solid game. Um, you know so you know. We'll see. We'll see. It's it's going to be fun. Not a lot of, of intriguing matches, but the ones that, you know, do stand out, I think will be some fun games to watch. So, um, TB, you got anything to add, bro?
4: No, I just, I'm just i just more or less worried about how this is going to go down in Texas if we're still talking the top 25. Mm-hmm. And if they can go in there and steal that game, I want to see them place Miami rightfully where they belong in the top 25. But right now, their work is cut out for them. Uh, I just don't like the way that the the committee still hangs on the favorites. Even when teams are bad, they still rank them pretty much within reason. If they could win their next two or three games, they could move them up gradually. So uh, the committee needs to get it together. or don't even have these party of guys together to try and debate on how their season looks year in and year out. It's just despicable in the words of Daffy Duck. That's funny. That is funny. Uh,
3: you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see how it how it shakes out. Some good games. My UConn Huskies are uh, going to get blitzed by Michigan. Um, that's going to be a big L for them. And you know, not surprised um, in the slightest. So what uh, you going to do. Um, yeah, and I got to see more from Clemson, man. Uh, you know, it's not you know, it's not their fault, but what have you? Um, and I like you know what I'm liking what I see from USC so far. Um, you know. Can they can they make a serious run in uh, to, to the to the playoffs? I think so. I think USC has what it takes. I I like what I, I listen. Stanford isn't like they were a couple years ago, um, but you know I like listen. I like what I see in 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 Addison. I, I I like I I just the the influx of 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 getting players like Caleb Williams and it, what have you. Uh, with the with the NIL and the transfer uh, pool, like uh, Chandler alluded to, I think it, it helped USC kind of reload really quickly and get back into some relevancy after some some pretty down years. So, I like what I see. I, I, they got to keep building, though. I think we'll see when they play Utah if they're for real or not. Um, I think when they first play I think
5: when they first Mm -hmm. get to the playoffs, they're going to get exposed like every other Lincoln rally
3: team that has
5: made the playoffs Mm -hmm. to this point. Uh, Now maybe Mm -hmm. you get some more defensive coaches in the right system in place. I think they got a chance. uh, Like you said, if they can beat Utah, I think they got a chance to run the pack 10 and so pack 12, I guess, and maybe with an undefeated season, have a chance to make it to, to squeak into the playoffs if they can pull that off. But, I I think they're going to get exposed if they do because uh I I'd be curious to see, you know, as as the season unfolds at Stanford. They gave up 25 to Stanford who's usually not a great uh offensive team. So,
3: you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I,
5: I think they do have a chance to be there, but I think they're going to get exposed if they
0: do. I right, did Did you have something to say you wanted to add to that? No, I was I was a with him, I was with him because that's why I have I'm never understood all this Lincoln Riley a great coach. Um oh your team only plays on one side of the ball. You're not a great coach if you can only coach one side of the ball. That's not what a great coach is. Um, and, you know what I'm saying? But but I think that if USC, even if they lose to Utah, they win every other game, they're going to find a way to get them in the playoff because it makes, it makes it makes them money. It makes them money. And we all know that playoff is about $30. So, wouldn't you love to have Alabama, Georgia, USC, and pick 14 in the playoffs? All of the storylines and narratives of people traveling and
3: mm-hmm.
0: huh? Yeah, no.
3: Ohio State, yeah, 14, four teams. Like you're not wrong. You're you're definitely not wrong. Um, they, if they can fit, like you're right. If they could figure out a way to get them in, they'll push them in. So, um, that's why. That 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 big that big playoff system can't get here fast enough. Twelve teams get them in faster. I I I can't wait until 2016. Get it in now. So, um, but yeah, you're right. Lincoln Riley, no defense at all. But they got enough offense. They can score it. So um, you know it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Um, Calling number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Having some fun watching listening. So you guys talk some college football. Um, let's, let's go up to the senior circuit, talk a little uh, pro football um, and, and all the storylines coming out of week one. A um, lot of upsets. Um, we talked about it yesterday on the NFL free-for-all with Sirius. Uh, Tuesdays at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time was fun, But, um, you know, we, we went through the whole list of, of games, most of them. What we saw was surprising games, who were uh, disappointed, what have you. Um so, Thomas, so I definitely want to get your opinion. I, I caught a little bit of the show Sunday. Great show as always on uh, the Sunday morning brunch. Sunday's 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time uh, on, the, on the Sports City Chef Network. Got to plug that, too. Um, I, listen, I thought your lines were going to come back against the Eagles. I would have loved it because I hate the Eagles. But, um, you know, they, they didn't pull it out. But, I, listen, they got a got a nice offense, man. They're going to score some points and some you got, this, I think you got one of the best offensive lines not the best, but one of the better offensive lines of the league. So I, I was surprised that they didn't pull that out. But, you know, a lot of games that you, you saw, a lot of upsets, a lot of teams showed up, some didn't. What surprised you the most uh, week one after all was said and done, uh, either in a good way or a bad way?
4: Um, There's a lot of surprises up up and down the board. Um, The Colts shouldn't have tied with the Texans. I feel like the Colts got more talent than the Texans. They tied out of the gate. Um, and that's how I felt about two years ago when the Lions played the Cardinals. I felt like we had more talent in the Cardinals and the Cardinals ended up tying us up. Um, another game that surprised me is, is um it's a question I've thrown around in the barbershop is uh Dak Prescott injury prone. And the one thing that I'm looking at yeah. is once somebody gets a a bad catastrophic injury it like tumbles into more things. And um when he broke his ankle that year then it turned into his calf, and I'm hearing it was a shoulder situation. Now he has a, a mm-hmm. thumb situation, and knowing that Jerry Jones is trying to force him back in four, the and he said in four weeks. Wait, so you don't want to put him yeah. on IR because you know that you guys may fall behind the eight ball. You are not a doctor. I know you got more money than people want to even see, but you're letting me know now that the hands of medicine can fix anything right now. Like, they can fix bone structure and do all this and the third. You're paying this guy $40 million a year to rush him back to risk injury. And, oh, yes, he may risk getting sacked here or there, but if they fall in that hand, then what? Then what? You're, You're really putting your organization on the line right here. You guys threw a boatload of money at Zeke. You threw a boatload of money at Dak. Now you're putting the whole team in Dak's hands. Zeke was averaging five yards to carry. You don't want to let Zeke carry the ball. I, I I don't get what Dallas is up to. Those are the questions that bother me. Uh, another shocking situation is San Francisco going into Chicago and losing. Uh, they lost that game with uh, Fields in his second season and Trey Lance in his first start, starting with Garoppolo on the bench. While Garoppolo just came from a Super Bowl and a NFC Championship game, and they lose to a team like the Bears. That that's just stunning that the Niners do have somewhat of that same team still and lose to a Bears team that a lot of people don't think will have a good season. This actually gives the Bears a little mojo after week one. So those are just a few of the stories that I have in my head. I mean, I can go up and down the scoreboard, but I do want to be fair with this grill. No, we're going
3: to talk more about the Cowboys. Cowboys, you... <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, you know, I love I love their misery. But um, now you're absolutely right, man. I don't like what's going on with Dak, and and I hope it's not. I hope he's not injury prone, but uh, we'll definitely get into it. Chandler, week one, talk to me. What did you like? What didn't you like? What surprised you uh, after week one, week one is said and done?
0: Well, let's see. I'm I'm not gonna bet parlays anymore because I don't know what I'm doing. I only get three out of four. Week- I want a hundred dollars. I want I want a hundred dollars. And I'm taking the dog because the dog is getting a grooming, her bath and stuff uh, tomorrow with that $100. I ain't betting no more though. Because um, I don't that <laughs> but, uh, but, um, you know what? Russell Wilson has deserved all the slander that he's going to get for the rest of the week uh, for allowing that coach to do what he did but not going over the top, but not taking advantage of obvious plays. Um Denver, is that's how you're going to call a game against a winnable quarterback like Geno Smith, y'all might not win any games at all this season. Y'all might go open 17 because uh, that was awful. Uh, the game plan was awful. The play call was awful. It was just awful. Um, Giants, I told y'all Saquon was going to bust out. I told y'all. I said 150. He got, what, 160? 164 yards. I told you about 50. So I like the Thank fact that on his back, and I'm not even a Giants fan, okay? <laughs> I'm not even a Giants fan. Uh, I love the fact that Robert Sala is running around saying, I'm taking receipts. I'm taking receipts. Okay, you're still lost, bro. Because your is still your backup quarterback. So miss me when you <laughs> taking receipts. How about you How about you go take some coaching lessons instead of taking receipts? But uh, Philly – I think Philly's going to be good. I think Detroit is going to be okay. okay. Um, they just got to learn how to finish, man, and that takes time. Y'all know that only takes is one game that they finish, and they're going to get on a roll. Um, I like what they're building in Detroit. I like what they're building in Philly. If Doc was was strong enough to keep turning down the office phone from, um, from Jerry Jones when everybody said, "Oh, the leg is tall. You should take the money and get the contracts, that was in line with the, the market, the guy can't let him rush him back in four weeks. i tell you that right now. Jerry Jones can talk all what he was. want. That first guy is not playing in four weeks, okay? He ain't doing it. If his, his hand and ain't ready, it was not, Jerry. Can't do it, bro. Maybe you should have went out and, and – not gotten rid of my offensive line. Maybe you should have kept Amari Cooper instead of giving him away. Maybe you should have got some more wide receivers that could actually catch and not keep the one guy who drops every ball just his it like C. D. Lamb. Okay, I don't know what happened to C D Lamb. In college, he caught everything you threw to him. In the NFL, he drops everything you threw to him. I don't know what's going on with him, but he'll only really get it together. Um, Trey Lance is going to be fine. I think Chicago is going to be better than people expect. And you know what? Miss me, with, miss me with all the Justin Herbert brothers, the greatest things that sliced bread. They ain't even made the damn playoffs. And Pat and Patty, Patrick Mahomes Jr. is gonna get him the business this week. So I
3: got. It. <laughs> we talk about solid keeping receipts. Patrick Mahomes got his receipts because everybody said he wasn't gonna do nothing. He 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 ain't nothing without Tyreek Hill. Okay. <laughs> you know you don't mess up, right? You,
4: you know you don't mess up. <laughs> so,
1: whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute, I'll
4: wait a minute. Before you, you tell that, don't do that. Don't. They played the Cardinals. Stop. Even still, though, I mean, everybody must have forgot, like, he's he's an MVP,
3: and, you know, he he's he's legit. Like,
4: like
3: I think oh, he's he legit. To make it look come, like...
4: come on. Okay, J.J. Watt was hurt with a cap injury. Name somebody else on their defense.
3: No, but I'm, I, what I'm saying, TV, is like they have tried to make it look like he wasn't
4: going to do anything without Tyreek Hill. You know oh, what they, I mean? They're going mean, to suffer. they they're going to suffer. They're going to get games like that. But come on, they're All out right. the gate against the Cardinals, bro. The car. Name some. Right. I challenge you. No Google. Name a stud on that defense. No, but, but, um, I don't know the um, yeah, Baker. Baker. Baker's a Ooh. stud. Buda.
0: Yes, he, is. Yes, he is. <laughs>
4: He is, He's a name. Yes, he's he not is. a stud. He's not a stud.
0: And the kid Simmons and the and the kid Simmons. That kid has freakish. That kid is freakishly talented. They're not using him properly. It's the problem. That kid is freakishly talented. They got some players on the defense. The fact that that Cliff is the head coach. Another guy who can't go defense, by the way. Only offense. It's part of the problem.
3: TP and 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 then Mike. I'm, I want to come back to you. I want to double click on the Cardinals. What kind of leash does Kingsbury have? Like, what have we seen from this guy? He sh- he probably should not have gotten the job to begin with. And this team is is I don't want to say regressing, but what are we doing here? Like, if it was any other coach, like I'm looking at like Flores having a winning record in Miami losing this job. This guy, what has he done for you? And he's still got he's got the longest mm-hmm. leash in the league. He's good
0: looking. He is the flexor he is. His team's light up the scoreboard. He's John Gruden 2.0. He's, John, he's a better-looking, less chucky version of John Gruden.
4: Hmm. Hmm. T.P., why is he still the coach? I'm going to put it out there. Why is he still the coach? I am going to be brutally honest. Who wants to coach the Cardinals? There. Other than the Just quarterback they, I mean, had, they, had, they, had like, they had like Ken Whisenhunt, all the different names That went through that carousel To coach the Cardinals And they can't keep that job Even getting as far as the Super Bowl And they can't keep that job Nobody can keep the job in Arizona Nobody They got a guy that's trying to prove himself Out of college, in love with the quarterback And he can't get out of the way Of Kyler Murray like, like I get it. Kyler's an awesome talent. But if you ain't going to put the right tools around him for him to be successful, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald left. You got rid of so many different receivers. The running game is, I don't want to say mediocre, but okay at times. You know, like, they are really hung up on being a passing team and don't really have all of the weapons to pass. D Hop ain't coming back until, what, week seven? How long is he out for? You know, like, so – nobody wants to hang on to that Cardinal head coaching job where the management ain't right, the ownership ain't right. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in that Cardinal organization where, I mean, people are happy to have a job. Don't get me wrong. Like, of course, you're going to get paid, but you guys are going to be middle of the, pop, middle of the pack or bottom of the barrel in the NFC West. That, that's how I look at that situation. Um, I think his leash is one of them. You know, them four-foot leashes that people push the button when they need to push the button, but they let that dog go as far as they want. You know, just go ahead and run. and As long as you're within range, I'll, I'll hit the button if I need to. If if you don't run too far, you can do what you got to do. But that's the type of leash he got, one of them push-button leashes that he could go as far as he wants.
3: <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't get it. I don't know any other coach. Like I said, boys couldn't get a job again. He shouldn't have been gone to Miami in the first place. And you know what? Not the
5: retractable. Mike,
3: reason. I'm going to come right to you. Steve, Steve, Klein shouldn't be the GM. How do you, how do you waste a top ten pick on a quarterback, and then a year later you're drafting another quarterback? Not because Kyler Murray is that you had the number one pick and Kyler Murray is that talented, but any other GM that wasted a pick on a quarterback like that and gave up that quickly would not have a job. This guy's still here, and it's like no problem. Like you can, you can double click on this, or you can go into other games. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, once again, I mean, who wants that job, as TP said? they still got – I mean, we've we still got to see what happens when they have their weapons. Uh, that line still needs some work. They didn't do enough to really fix that offensive line. There's a lot of things wrong uh, in Arizona. They may have a franchise quarterback, which is something they haven't had in a long time. So, I mean, I think the jury is still on that. We'll find out. Um, so, that's uh, – So let's see there, but I mean, you know, I want to see what happens when D hop gets back and they can get some people healthy that, that, uh, Murray's still young and you have the potential to really build something there, but it's, it's not an easy dynamic, you know, to hit really briefly uh, a few of the things that were just mentioned though. Uh, you know, we said it Sunday morning that in that, uh, game in Chicago, the interesting piece was that Justin Fields was the most experienced quarterback on that field. Um, so, you know, I guess that's why I'm not really surprised to see that outcome. I do think Trey Lance will be fine. Uh, I thought that it was interesting that this is the first year since 2007 that we haven't had any rookies start. I mean, technically, Trey Lance uh, is, is still very early on and may, like eligibility-wise, qualifies as a rookie, but he's not a first-year guy. And so this is the first year in 15 that we have not had a rookie quarterback uh, Start in week one in the NFL So I think that's kind of uh, An interesting negative information Uh, You know Listen uh, they couldn't keep him Up right early but then when he needed to later Jameis Winston made a lot of throws and some grown Man throws Mike Thomas is back Uh, Justin Jefferson Was uh, unbelievable uh, Against uh, Green Bay this past weekend Um, I still think Minnesota is going to be A problem in that division Uh, Pat Mahomes showed you the type of arm talent and and the offensive player that he can be, uh, again, with his performance, we'll see, uh, how consistent he can be, uh, throughout the year. But, uh, that Kansas city team showed me, uh, you know, I said going into this year that to me, you got to knock them off before I'm picking anybody else to win that division. And, uh, once again, uh, as TP said, you got to take into consideration who that opponent was, but they, uh, they play well and Pat Mahomes showed uh, the initial signs are he's going to be okay with this, uh, with this new receiver core. Um, I thought that. Uh, I thought the Chargers Raiders was entertaining and, and uh, competitive. I, the AFC South is bad. The First place team, even in that division, the two teams are in first place. still don't have a win um, in that column. So uh, we'll see what happens there. I, I thought that uh I thought that Mariota showed some poise, uh starting in in Atlanta. That's that's an interesting offense. It just kinda of, kinda of be a bully ball type offense. Uh quarter and Damian Williams sometimes running the ball and then a big guy like Drake London and Kyle Pitts and trying to get the ball out quick. So uh it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I still think it's funny that only one team in the National Football League did not score a touchdown in week one, and it's not the Jets, it's actually the Cowboys. Um, You know, Tampa, their defense kind of carried them uh, this past weekend, but, you know, they pulled out a win. So uh, a a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to see. Um, You know, we we obviously hit a bunch of this last night too, but I'm excited for week two in the National Football League, and like I said, we kick it off with a bang.
3: Yeah, I mean – I want to. I got to talk about the Cowboys because it 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 makes me feel good that the Cowboys lost and the Giants won because I'm a Giants fan and I hate the Cowboys um, and I, I hate the fans. But um, you know, it, it is what it is. But listen, they're the only teams that didn't. They're the only team that didn't score a touchdown. Um, to your point, I mean, you're talking about a sloppy, messy game in San Francisco and they were able to find the end zone. And the Cowboys didn't, and that's when Dak was healthy and out there playing Zeke Elliott didn't look great. The offensive line did not look very good. The defense, you know, came to play, but Bucs were able to get down the field on them. They just couldn't cash in and, and get touchdowns. They were settling for a lot of field goals. I mean, I, don't, I agree with you, TP. I don't, in Chandler too, I don't think Dak should be coming back in four weeks. I, I, there's a precedent for it with the hand or thumb injury like he had, the surgery he had to come back in five weeks or so. But I, I think the last one that I remember was uh, Russ and Russ we trust, and he did not look good when he came back. So Dallas thinks that he's, you know, that's going to come back from that injury. And behind the suspect line, and behind CeeDee Lamb, that can't only think that he can catch is a case or cold, or he can't catch a football. All of a sudden, he couldn't catch it last year, and now you made him your number one, and he still can't catch it. It's ridiculous. Uh, anybody that had him ahead of Tyreek Tyree Kill or Devontae Adams in fantasy was lying to you. Um, they had no weapons, like you said, Chandler. They they didn't address it. They lost Lyman, um, and Lyman getting hurt left and right. And they're still one of the more penalized teams. I think they had about ten of penalties or so in that Sunday night game. I feel like Dallas is done. I don't feel like they're they're they were a stretch to me to get to win the division. I don't even see them making the playoffs at this point. TP, I mean, do you think Dallas is done after week one?
4: Um, It's a troublesome situation. I want to see his healing time after this surgery. Um, If he really is out for the six to eight weeks, they're in a lot of trouble. If he's out for the four weeks, all they have to do is just hang in and just win like two games. If, the, if he's out for four, just, just hang in and try to get two somewhere. I don't know which one out of the next four, but just try to get that 500 flowing. If they can't, if they lose, like, the next three or four out of the next four, they're in trouble. But right now it's just one game that went by. Hopefully Cooper Rush can do what he did up against Minnesota last year when Dak was out last time. But this is a, a big cause for concern. There's no way I'm like, oh, they, they just be easy, relax. relaxed. No, uh, we've seen the last time the Cowboys had to go a good duration of time without Dak. That's when Dak had broken his ankle, and it just looked real bad, and that's why Dallas threw him 40 mil a year, because there was no other quarterback that could handle the Cowboys at this point in time. So, um, it really depends on his healing time, and um, Jerry Jones, you suck. I'm sorry to say this, but you suck. I get it. You got billions and billions of dollars, but you're really going to put your player, your organization on the line, just to be pigheaded at 86 years old. You're terrible. If this guy gets hurt, you're the blame. I don't even know how you would answer a camera or a reporter if this guy gets hurt again. So you're, you're terrible, and you won't, you won't listen to anybody. You're just letting your money try to talk for you. And it's not working out. 95 was the last time that you got to the Super Bowl. You're chasing that feeling. It's been 27 years that you won't let somebody else come in there and take the reins, not even your son. You don't even trust your son, so enough is enough. I feel bad for Dak as much as I liked him coming out of college, but he went to a team that I can't stand. But, of course, I got a heart for the sport. I want to see him do something. So it's it's something to talk junk about. But now this guy's become injury prone, and now it's it's a sad story looking at Dak, honestly. It's a a sad story looking at him, uh, the rise and the fall, from Texas A&M to here here he is now, you know. So, I, I mean, I don't know which way to go with him. But, Mississippi, State. Mississippi, State. Mississippi State, Mississippi State, I got it, I got it, Mississippi State, I, I got, I got the wrong maroon. I, I said it wrong, but um, I don't, I don't know which way to go with it, and um, you're, you're forcing Dak to do this. Zeke had five yards of carry. <laughs> you gave him t- the ball mm-hmm. ten times. He had fifty-two yards. What, what, what do you want him to do? <laughs> right. Like, this is, this is awesome. I, I don't know what to say about the Cowboys. They're going to it before a, a Giants game or a Lions game and not play everybody how they're supposed to play the game. The, the karma
5: I tell you what's going to happen, TP. Mike McCarthy is going to be.
0: Uh, I'm uh, supposed
5: to be my coach fired this year, calling him. Out. And then we'll, we'll see if the Sean Payton. Done. Wants, I think. we'll see if Sean we'll see if Sean Payton wants to go there. I don't think they'll fire him until the season's out. Like I think even if they really start slow, I don't think that they'll fire him until the season is over with. But. Um, I think that minus something remarkable, um, I think that might look like it could very well uh, be for sure out of a job this year.
3: And, you know, it's not, it's kind of unfortunate in a, in a way because he, what he's, this is his third or fourth, third season. Is this his third season? Third. In Dallas? <laughs> yeah. And two of them is going to be without his quarterback. I don't feel like he's got a fair shake of the tree, you know, to have When you don't have your, your star quarterback, it's hard to get a good read on you. But then again, this is an undisciplined football team, too. As much talent as they had the last two years, even when Dak was healthy, this was an undisciplined football team. And, and the bonehead decisions, you know, to end games or end quarters is always haunting this team. So, yeah, he's going to get fired, in my opinion. And is it fair to him? No. But you know what? Sean Payton's waiting in the wings. You'd be here now if it wasn't if it wasn't for any kind of circumstance. Chandler, TP, take it. What do you think about – Chandler, go ahead. What do you think about the Cowboys?
0: Well, listen, Mike McCarthy knew that he was going into a situation where he was a puppet. He was a hand puppet, okay? Jerry Jones got his hand all the way up there, okay? And he's moving his mouth. So how is your team going to be disciplined? Why would your team respect you when they know you're just a soft mm-hmm. puppet? What you gonna do? You ain't gonna cut me. You ain't gonna find me. All I gotta do is go talk to Jera. Oh, go. I'm gonna talk to Jera. I'm gonna talk to Jera. Okay?
1: <laughs> and and
0: Jera gonna be like, ah, I know it, You, you know how little you. You got to me. Come on, now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go on the boat, man. So, listen. I'm feel so bad. I, I'm so sorry for you, You know what you get yourself into, man. You mm. know what it was, <laughs> but. They have put together a flawed team. Now, if the offensive line was better and you actually had an offensive coordinator, because you know who's skating on all this, telling Moore? I'm sorry, telling Moore, what are you doing? This mm-hmm. is supposed to be the next great thing as a head coach. You have yep. a flawed roster. You have receivers dropping the ball, but you refuse to run the ball when you're actually being successful at it. You were actually successful at running the ball. You said, no, I'm not gonna do that, man. We're just gonna keep dropping back. They hit my quarterback on every play. We we caught the penalties all over the place. But well, when we run the ball, we successful, but we're not gonna keep doing that. I'm gonna show you how smart I am. I'm not, I know that they know that I know that they know that I know that they know that I know that they know. That know, that they know. That they know. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Listen, if you had a running game and actually they do. If you bring guys back, then he's handing the ball off first. Well, he to better be ambidextrous because he handed the ball off with Austin Ainsley. And the only pass plays, you call it, are bubble screens. And 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 slow Slope, um, I lost the word between You're to move darts to the side behind the line of scrimmage. You understand what I'm saying? You ain't throwing mm-hmm. the ball down the field because we can't grip the damn ball. But yep. that's fine because your, your defense is good enough if you can play ball control. But your offense coordinator is a clown. So we all know how that's going to end. That press will have a broken arm. And then the season. So the season is over. No matter how you slice it, the season is over. If he comes back early, you won't get him hurt again. If he's out for the eight games, your offense coordinator is a clown. And he's going to have Cooper West throwing 35 times a game. Or 40. Or 50. Yeah, they season's over. I'm sorry. And Mike McCarthy, you wanted that check, bruh? You got paid. You were a puppet. Now keep it moving and go write a book.
3: Yeah, I mean you'll be on ESPN or something. I just don't see it, like how he's gonna have a job. And you're right, Kellen Moore, no feel for the game. Like he's like playing Madden out there. Like this ain't Madden. This is yo, You're averaging five yards a carry. What are you doing?
2: Run the ball.
3: That's the only thing that was gonna save your quarterback this year because you had no offensive line. To block for him, run the ball. Like uh, I think you're going to
5: see it's, that it's, now, though. I He's yeah, got no choice, but
3: he's going to be, be running wrong, against an eight-man front.
5: Yeah, he's going he's to try to run the ball, establish the run, and he's going to try to make just enough throws to try to open it up for
3: the run game and
5: keep it honest. But they're going to try to play ball control type offense without their star quarterback.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I don't see it happen. This team is not a playoff team right now. I'm sorry. Um, I don't believe you. You need more people. Um, I, I keep an NFC TP. I, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers because you know he did not have a good game. The the, the Packers did not have a good game. Got uh, slapped around a little bit by uh, by Jefferson and, and the Vikings. Jefferson looks like unbelievable, unbelievable receiver. He is. Uh, what school did he go to? Um, Mike, what, what school did, did Jefferson go to? LSU yeah that's what I thought. Uh, <laughs> I had to give you yourself, but um you know receivers dropping passes um it, should we TB? should we be panicked in 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 Green Bay about what's going on and i mean do you think who do you think aaron Rodgers, this is his fault that this is going on or you know like break it down for me?
4: Yes, everyone panic, panic. Everybody call the police, call nine one one. Everybody just just go crazy. I don't I don't know. Lose your head. Turn your hair on fire. I don't, it's Aaron Rodgers, man. He's still going to be able to go in a, and win games. Um, and his one his better receivers and Lazard was out too. He's a six five house, and uh, you know once that kid Watson starts to get it down, too so you got two receivers that they have a six four better. Um, and Watson has speed. It's just that they weren't coming up with the catches. Um. I get it that Rodgers is frustrated on the receiving court, not being up to what he likes, but he did so much damage that made Devontae leave. Now this is kind of the bet that he made. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they do have players there to fill the role. Um, it's just the fact that I don't feel like this is the same cavalry that he used to have, but I don't want to wake up the old spirit of Aaron Rodgers, but this is the stuff that he created. Um, he wanted to leave. He wanted Randall Cobb. They gave him that. They gave him his money. They gave him $200 million. They can't even really bring a big-name receiver there. The game that they had against the Vikings, the guy that led them in receiving was A.J. Dillon, their backup running back. He had five catches for like 46 mm. yards. With your backup running back, not even Aaron Jones. So There is issues there. I really feel like they'll get it figured out. Lafleur and, and Rodgers will figure it out because they're both quarterbacks. I, I feel like they'll get it to get done, but Right now, this isn't the same Green Bay. I I really feel like they are gonna have to work their way to win a division. Like I'm not gonna say that they can't, 'cause it's just something mystique about the the Packers in the North that they get it figured out. But you know, Rodgers only has to me like three to five years left. And I'm not saying he's slowing down, but he's 39 this year. This December 2nd. He'll be 39. So like, this is something that they gotta think about. He's getting old too. He'll be 40 next season. So. When when do they make the push for another Super Bowl? Like, this is their year to try to do and They don't have the players to get it done, but they're going to have to work with what they have to, like, get that feel for him before he starts to walk away from the game. And they don't have a quarterback behind them either. So their issues are there. Their hands are full. Their defense can't really come up with stops. Jefferson was looking awesome. But you got to think, Jefferson was making a lot of the plays. When he was catching the ball, there wasn't even a corner of safety around him. He was, like, catching the ball in space, in space to run. It wasn't like, oh, he was just sitting in the middle of the zone catching it and just fell down before the defender got to him. No, he was he's was running around there free. The defense has issues there in Green Bay. So there's more than just Rodgers. The Green Bay has their issues cut off for them. I, I know that they can make something happen. I don't wanna mess with Karma because I know how she played. But I I just know that Rodgers can make plays, but they are losing games and that they should not be losing. Even though I really feel like the Vikings were gonna win that game, but I I everybody just panic. It's one now. I don't think they should panic. I just feel like he'll get his wins share.
3: Yeah, I think they'll figure it out. But I I agree. Like I think, you know, the the fact that he's doing everything but working out with receivers in the off season, and you know, may, he's older. You know, he doesn't need to play in the preseason. Like the receivers needed to play with him in the preseason, and he didn't play. That's a problem for me. But. They'll figure it out. Um, Chandler, Mike, I mean, you guys have anything to add on that? No, I mean, I agree. No, I, I, I agree in the uh,
5: oh, you know, keep in mind, Green Bay got hammered in week one last year. It was ugly, too. Mm-hmm. too it was like 38 to 3 or something. <clears throat> you do have some new guys. You have guys that have the tools to test it out. You have a couple of tall guys, like uh, Simon mentioned, uh Watson and Mitchell star, And then you also got, uh, you know, a lot of people were impressed by Dobbs or whatever, the the camp that he had. So, Romeo, oh Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo is what Aaron Rodgers might be saying before this year is over. Uh, We'll see. But the other thing is when you think offensively, you think, what are (laughs) my... how can i use them and they actually have two decent running backs. So i you know i'm not surprised to see them. It's actually i think a positive that they were able to incorporate Aaron Jones uh sorry, AJ Dillon into this uh <clears throat> playing a little bit cuz i think they're going to have to run uh through both of their backs and utilize those guys. Both getting carries but also both of them can catch the ball uh as well out of the backfield. So <clears throat> if you can use some of that on certain plays just to get the ball out and get positive yards when maybe some deep stuff wasn't necessarily gonna open up for him or whatever, then uh, you know, you can keep the you can keep the chains moving. I think they're still gonna be good I picked Minnesota to win the division. Uh in in preseason predictions and time, you know, T P said that he and I both picked Minnesota uh to win this game this past weekend so I'm not surprised at the result. Uh <clears throat> I think that these receivers are gonna be a little bit better by the end of the year. Uh, and they're going to build some chemistry there. I expect this team to be a playoff team uh in Green Bay, but I'm not sure if they you know, I'm not sure if they're going to win the division. I, I do think that at the end of the day, you're going to have good numbers there from Rodgers. But that uh, there's definitely going to be some growing
0: pains with this receiving course.
5: Yeah, I'll go ahead real quick.
0: Um what the hell is wrong with Joe Berry? You the LSU guy. What the hell is wrong with Joe Berry? <laughs> How do you not cover Justin, Justin <laughs> Jefferson? What, what the hell is wrong with him, man? No, sir, seriously. He,
5: he, had, he, he had no. He had he had one bad game. Quarterbacks have them. He still made some really good throws to Chase and still put up uh, some decent numbers. I don't think you'll see another game this year where he turns the ball over like that. Um, I think no, no, no. I'm talking the
0: defense coordinator. The Green Bay. The defense coordinator at the Green
4: Bay. name oh, is Joe
0: Barry. Did he go uh, oh, from LSU? LSU? Nah, I'm sorry. No. Wait, 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 Taylor, wait,
4: wait Taylor, what Joe school Barry? was that? Wait, wait, what school was that, Taylor? What school was that? Do he to LSU? LSU? LSU, you said? Okay, Barry did that too. Okay, you could continue. I'm sorry. What, what the <laughs> hell is wrong with him?
0: Okay, the defense did not show up
3: for that game, Chandler.
0: The defense coordinator. Told his best corner, "Hey, don't go, don't cover him. I want you to cover the, the third receiver. Don't cover number one receiver. Don't we'll cover the third receiver." And this uh, man, listen, Joe Barry, just based on that alone, should be fired. I'm sorry.
5: Um, who are you? Because so tell me the name you're saying. Isn't his name Joe, Joe Barry? B e r r y. uh oh, he ain't got nothing to do with LSU,
3: by the way.
0: <laughs> Wasn't really LSU? Was he? Was he a coach at LSU?
5: I don't know.
3: He might, we have to we have to we have to check that. But I I agree with you. That defense looked horrific. uh yeah. I, the, the, I mean, Justin I Jefferson was really caught a caught that touchdown pass and and was looking to get get contact, and there was like no one behind him. Like he was surprised there was no one in his area. Like you, be know, like that. Terrible.
0: Yeah. So the the problem with Grove Bay right now is the defense. Um, the offense will be fine. Um, the offense will be fine. He just has to no. Oh, it's Michigan USC. I'm sorry, Michigan USC. Uh, my bad.
3: Okay.
0: Um, but but the defense coordinator uh, obviously taken out a shot. of the story.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely struggling. Damn. That that Not was what shot. surprised so, me so, more. So so
5: far tonight, real quick, real quick, real quick, as a recap. We have Cliff yeah. Kingsbury on a retractable leash, and the defensive coordinator of uh, Green Bay needs to be taken out of charge. Just summation there.
3: Yeah. And and we, and, and look at TP. I won a whole show and didn't talk about my Giants the whole time, how my Giants had an upset victory against the Titans. Saquon Barkley is back. He looked like a beast. But, I mean, you know, Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. He giveth and he taketh away. So he's a bum. Well. Relax. No, man, it,
4: it, was we the, it was the Titans, man. They don't have a receiver in sight. Barry, me and you could line up on the outside and go catch passes for the Tennessee. <laughs> I don't know. My knees got
3: messed up right now, T.J.
4: <laughs> no, nah, you might be all right. They got. They did that to Julio. You did. They, they did that to Julio. Julio had a bad will. They, they had him going out to catch the pass. Mm. Not, not, with, it's
5: our third. not with Tannehill throwing them, they won't get there consistently.
4: It, it, if Tannehill don't throw anyway, all you're gonna do is block. He don't throw.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but what's surprising is they all went for two, and I thought it was a good call. Kevin texted me, and he was like, "I'm surprised you did." I was like, "I'm not." You've got a minute left. You got all your timeouts. You don't get the two point. You stop them. You get the ball back. I, I don't. I don't mind that play. I don't mind it too much, but. He gambled. He made a big coaching decision. But you got to hack it on Monday Night Football. I, I don't know who's more to blame, him or Russ. Like, you paying a guy a quarter of a billion dollars to be your quarterback, and you you take the ball out of his hands. You waste 30-some-odd seconds, call a timeout with 20 seconds to go, and you kick a 64-yard field goal. And then the next day you're talking about, oh, well, I should have gone. For... Really? Really? Like I don't know, I don't know between him and then I, I said in Cincinnati they they gave that game away against the Steelers TP like didn't didn't challenge that play with Chase on, on near the sideline that should have been a touchdown, and then like just just questionable all I, I don't I mean I don't know if you wanted to click on that before we get out of there but I did not like Hackett uh you know never coached uh, never was a coordinator you know a head coach or a coordinator. And you know, your first game out with, with Russ, the guy you brought in, because you had bad quarterbacks before and you take the ball out of his hand. I don't know what you're doing.
4: Oh, there's a lot. One one with that uh uh the Bengals situation. Uh the Bengals may have made a two bowl last year. The way that they look, they still look like the team of last year. Um, it's gonna be all Chase and Burrow. Uh, if they don't get those guys to perform, they're gonna lose games. That offensive line is still giving up sacks they're going to risk getting Burrow hurt again two times in three years. They better watch it. They did, I mean, they spent money to try to work with that offensive line. They still haven't really fixed it to detail. Um, in that situation in Denver, I feel like the Broncos did enough to try to lose that game. They didn't try to win that game. <laughs> they they were trying to play cautious as ever, and they came back and bit them. I keep saying karma. I believe in karma. I don't like to mess with her. She is something dangerous. And you had Ruck going to an environment – where they tried to boo him, but they know they love Russ, and Russ lost, and you did that to a quarterback that you put over $240 million into, and he showed up short up against a team that everybody is focused on, saying they're going to be the worst team in the NFL, and you lost to them. So um, the Broncos have their work cut out for them. The way that they looked in that game Monday night, I I really don't feel like they're a threat in the AFC West. Everybody's like, oh, it's a four-team right No, it's three right now, maybe even two, because the Raiders didn't really – fully impressed me in the game against the Chargers.
3: Raiders' offensive line, they got some problems there. I mean, you you wasted another team. Mayock wasted the number one pick on a lineman. He's, you cut him. That offensive line is a mess, and you can get Adams and you can get Car more money all you want. You can't block for these guys. Good luck, and that's going to be a problem for them all season. Uh, Bosa and, and, and company got after him, and it's going to be a lot more of that for this season. But, uh, dude, great show. Love talking with you guys. Uh, Chandler, give me a quick plug as we get out of here, bro.
0: It was Joe Brady I was thinking of, not Joe Berry. Sorry about that. Um, I say the same thing all the time. Uh, <laughs> um, veterans, in family veterans, friends veterans, 988, option one they need help, me need to talk to somebody. Uh, if you're a veteran, you know a vet, and they're not connected to the VA, get them connected. There's a lot of services there, a lot of things going on. Also, um, you want to be a home worker with these posts. I know if you're a veteran, it's very easy to sign-up, $150 a day. You can't use $150 a day. Thanks a lot for having me, guys.
3: Absolutely, man. Can't wait to talk to you next week, man. That's a great, uh, great plug. Mr. Harvey, you know what to do. Get us out of here, bro. The thing
5: that keeps going back to my brain about that game the other day was that they could have run six plays with a 60 odd yard mm-hmm. field goal and you got a franchise quarterback. What kind of chance could you have given him if you had been able to run four plays? I, that's it. Uh, but, man, shout-out to you guys. Much love to TP. Respect to Barry. Chandler. very much enjoyed it. You guys, man. Always one of the highlights of my week. The Cars Cookout. You know what it is. Check out SportsCityChefs.com. Check out the blog, the website, Finger Foods. Check out our shows, the Tuesday night football show, Wednesday night, the college cookout, Sunday morning, the timeless Sunday morning brunch with uh, Timeless and myself. I'm fortunate enough to be alongside. So uh, also check out the barbershop on Clubhouse, 13,000 strong, and continue to go. Great conversations, good community. We talk about lots of things in sports, but we also talk about culture and other things too. So uh, a lot of things that are definitely real. So, uh, reach out, be part of our community, and uh, check us out, man. And as, we always, as we say in Louisiana, man, les j'ai les bons Peace, out.
3: Absolutely. Love that, man. Love that, man. Listen, get to the website. We got blogs, interviews, you know, put up a fantasy article out there so people can eat, you know, get their fantasy lineup right for week two. Uh, finger food is up. You can eat on never one that a little bit, talking about my New York Giants in depth on how we got our week one victory against the Tennessee Titans. Big boys blew in the house. But uh, we got content going up all week. Shout out to our sponsor, PHI Apparel. Get to their website. Get 15% off. Use the code CHEFS by uh, Philadelphia Merch. T.T., you know what to do, man. Get us out of here. We're about to close this up. You know, nothing in the bottom of the barrel or the bottom of the bowls or anything. We clean this kitchen out good. So get, get us out of here, bro.
4: Bonbons and all that good stuff. Sports, you already know how this go down, man. <laughs> we are back in action. It's the Bird Monk. The race for the month of October is coming around, and I'm so mad that my boys fell behind the eight ball, but they're trying to make a run to get back into this thing. Uh, the fall classic is coming. College football is at a premium right now. NFL is back in action. The NBA is around the corner. I'm telling you, it is Christmas for a sport fanatic like myself and others. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again, and if they don't know, now they know.
2: Sports, City. City. Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your the spoon, they well in tune, blown like a flower in June, Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom, To so tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again, pay attention, tune in, we on the set again, Sports City, Sports City, chefs, chef, Chefs,